listen to Two Married Lesbians discuss an LGBTQ plus book each month that highlights the queer human condition as they use connection and humor to relate the issues to us as a queer community. She's Anna. And she's Miranda. I am. And we're two married lesbians. We are. And we're all queer here. Hey, queer bibliophiles. Today we're discussing Pumpkin by Julie Murphy. Kirkus Review suggests this title for ages 12 to 18, but we believe parents have the final say in what is appropriate reading material for their child. So on to our author, Julie Murphy, from her author website, quote, is a cisgendered bisexual woman, and my pronouns are she, her. They, them is fine too, end quote. Also a note, this is the third book in the Dumplin' series, after Dumplin' put in and then now pumpkin and they all take place in clover city out in west texas and the characters overlap a little bit but they do they do suffice for a standalone book if you're just reading pumpkin but i've i've enjoyed all three awesome yeah i uh i haven't read any of their books before so this was a this was a nice fun experience for me well just back to our author like she's just incredible she lives in texas not that i'm Mm -hmm. a stalker but i just know that (laughs) <laughs> having seen her at author events. And um, she has queer characters in many of her books. And many of her books take place, I think they all take place in Texas. That's and, awesome. Yeah, it is. And she has um, she has a queer, um, I think she's a bisexual superhero book, Faith mm-hmm. Take Faith take, Taking Flight. And then I think she has a second one coming out, or is out. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, I've read all of her books. Not to, <laughs> not to fangirl too much. But um, when I was thinking about July and kind of like, beach read and all that I thought let's read pumpkin yeah I I really enjoyed it I there were laugh out loud moments so many um, like little quips that you're just like oh my gosh I'm dying right now yes I I gotta say like I don't know if our listeners know this about you but you are you are very sassy and fun and you have a bazillion quips all the time. Like, it's just like a cannon that's always loaded. You're just like, quip, quip, quip. And there Especially was... around family. Oh, absolutely. Family gatherings when I'm get, like irritated or just like sarcastic. It's just yes. one after another. Well, as I listened to this book, I felt like it was just Anna coming out, coming out hot, right? Just all Anna quips all the time. It was great. Many of her books are like this. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm ju- Well, I'm a fan now. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to read all of her books. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate I appreciate the good work that you're doing to uh, put new reading material into my reading box. What do you? What would you call that? My reading Put it, box? Putting it my... on your TBR list, your to be read list. Oh, okay. It's, it's not a receptacle. It's just a list. Yeah, well, I mean, it could be your bedside table. Many people have... a whole bookshelf that they haven't read yet it just kind of depends on what your organizational strategy is our organizational strategy at times has been oh no the t- the tbr stack is is overgrowing the random horizontal surface we've put it on uh now what like that's kind of how it's gone and then we get another bookshelf at, i mean guilty yeah or we give books away mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's always a good one too you know, interesting you say that, give books away, because we had too many. I think that would go great with our uh, queer book bomb, hashtag queer book bomb, that we were talking about before. 
Uh, I think that, and I don't know if this is like every country or if this is just in the U.S., but you can actually go to the Free Little Library website and you can actually look up a map of free little libraries near you. And I think it'd be a great idea if our listeners would give that a go. And if you see any free little libraries near you and they don't already have queer books, drop a few in there and have a hashtag queer book bomb. Absolutely. It's on my list. You're going to do it? I'm trying to figure out which one to like start with because like, it's like, that's important. Well, we have one right by our house. I know. I'm just trying to figure out. And like a lot of my queer books are signed. So I was like, oh, do I want to get one of those away? But maybe that's a sacrifice I should make. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so awesome. But then I just thought I would order a couple. What if you just, instead of it saying like your name. Oh, wait, you mean signed by the author. Yeah. So oh. there's like to Anna. You oh. know, you're fabulous. Love well, you're just <laughs> advertising that you're fabulous. Right, right. But. I know. <laughs> There's just so many good ones to pick from. Like, if I'm going to order them, which one do I choose? Mm. But then I thought maybe I'd just do the, you know, the Heartstopper series since that's the the first podcast that we did together. And it has a special meaning. It and those for, are really popular. And it's a graphic novel. ever special in our hearts. Yeah, so all the way around. It's all great. the way around. So I'll be thinking about that. Oh, I love this book because I just loved Waylon. Mm-hmm. And that... They were gay twins, which I do want to talk about their coming out, but that was just so cute. That was awesome. That was awesome. I love that we got we got a set of twins that are both gay, which is great. It's very Tegan and Sarah yeah, vibes. The fraternal version of Tegan and Sarah. Yeah, it's the fraternal version of Tegan and Sarah. Um, but I love how very different they are, too. That you just had very unique individuals and unique personalities and yet the love that they had for each other i mean they had their little bickering um like all siblings yeah um but they just they genuinely cared so much about each other and they looked out for each other and protected each other shared a car together they shared a car i loved i love that um his sister uh oh my gosh i scrolled all the way to the bottom of my notes his sister clem was like afraid to drive and he was like, oh, I got you. Like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll be just driving you forever. Um, I just really loved that. That was sweet. I definitely related heavily to the vibe of Waylon School in Texas. And it being, it feeling incredibly conservative and not necessarily super gay friendly. That being said... You know, when he 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 came out and he was talking about drag, you know, and like the more and more that he kind of actually expresses himself and embraces who he is, the, the more that everybody was so excited a- about how awesome he was and they really wanted to share in that and be a part of it because there's something incredibly intoxicating about a person with a lot of confidence. Like, you don't have to absolutely love who they are and want to be them necessarily or agree with every decision that they make. But a confident person, someone that fully embraces who they are and just rocks it, that's like, everybody wants to be a part of it. That's exciting. You want to be with that person, around that person. Um, So I, I loved that Waylon really got that moment as he grew in the book 
Because um, he had even like a separate wardrobe when he was going to kind of like, not necessarily reinvent himself. Yeah, yeah. In the sense it's like, of like Wayland, what was it, Wayland 3.0 or yeah, part 3? Or but what? he was going to really be himself when he went on to college because I think a lot of that was the town that he was in. But their parents, like, literally, they were supportive all the time. Yes. And they didn't really understand the drag thing, which yes. can't be perfect. And they're like, if you want to talk about your gender identity, and they're like, that's not it, mom. <laughs> yeah. I just loved that. Because <laughs> uh, I think people do f- confuse that with, with drag a lot of yes. the time. Yeah, um, I I thought Hannah and Clementine were the most adorable. They were super cute. Um, I loved the descriptions of their kind of fashion sense. I felt, okay, so Clem uh, dresses like she's going on a play date. And Hannah dresses like an extra on Mad Max. Like those descriptors, it was just like, I no, I got it. I pictured it. I know them. I've actually seen them out at Sue Ellen's, I think. Um, <laughs> the lesbian bar here in Dallas. <laughs> um, I, I really, the aesthetic really resonated with me. I really thought except for the dresses that Clem kind of had your closet. Oh, yes. Yeah. No I, dresses for you. No dresses for me. No, I, good grief, it's been decades. Can you count that far back? Wait, no. Mm-hmm. I when I when I <laughs> I the last time I wore a dress was when I married a man. So it's 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 only been it's only been what, 12 years? Well, even with a 14 years. It's been years. Even with an attractive body, I think some people just look better in pants. I and I mean, I always pockets unless they have the fake pockets. Oh, and yeah. Some women's pants have Yeah, those are so cruel. They're tricks. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I don't wear women's pants. Mm-hmm. I only exclusively wear men's pants. Where the pockets are better and bigger. They're, and they're never bigger, fake. deeper. They're never fake. They can hold the largest iPhone they make. Your EpiPen? They can hold my EpiPen for my severe rabbit allergy because that makes sense. Um, yeah, I just, I, I find it very insulting that women's fashion does not believe women might need pockets well some of the history on that i think was the new york times did like a video about it was that it ruined the figure of women to have things jingling in your pockets what i find that offensive like my figure is fine and i need to carry around you know a tampon to the bathroom (laughs) or whatever or my instant you gotta palm it you, you got to palm it, like yeah. A, you got to practice your magic act. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't be ashamed, first of all, that we're carrying a tampon to the bathroom. Just but wave it as you just, go. Woo! woo! Period time! But, like, whatever, you know. <laughs> Period time! <laughs> whoop, whoop! It happens. Um, yeah, I just... Also, I don't... I don't know. Beyond the pocket thing, I just don't like how women's clothes fit my body. So... Talking about bodies. Okay, let's talk about bodies. I loved the fat and gay angle. Yes. And I want to, I know that Julie Murphy herself is a bigger woman, beautiful, and I call both of us wide-waisted women. We, we are wide-waisted women. And she... Love a good alliteration. Yeah, and she very often has curvier people as the characters in her books because that's the representation that America needs and is. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the fact that Wayland specifically addresses the fact that, you know, 
if you're straight and you're big, you're fine. You're kind of the life of the party. But if you're gay and fat, it's just too hard. Mm. I I really, I resonated with that. I also enjoyed, um, I also enjoyed that he was talking about how in drag, like the, the, the curvier drag folks never seem to win. Like they'll get to the end. Oh yeah, the big, that's where it kind of starts out where they're watching fiercest of them all. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved that instruction. I do think, and I, I think this is kind of, it's like, as I'm thinking about this, I think it's a really interesting concept that when you look at straight women, like there's this unfair societal expectation that straight women be thin and attractive to men. And then you look at straight men and I don't know what that expectation is. They're they're showered. They're showered, yes. Minimal wrinkles on their clothing. Probably that. Clean socks. Clean clean socks? We're getting that far, huh? Okay, clean socks. And you look at gay men, and while I know all different shapes and sizes of, of various different gay men, I do think that in the slightly more mainstream focuses of gay men, there is an unnaturally heavy insistence on a specific body image like Waylon's talking about right and I I think that's unfair I think that's ridiculous and I think that that also limits um or informs people on who they uh, can allow quote-unquote allow themselves to be attracted to because like not everybody's only attracted to twinks I mean you know there are so many different body types and styles and and um, different things that are that are out there. I mean, there, there's literally something for everybody. But what I think is really interesting is when you start talking about lesbians, which I do enjoy talking about lesbians. Um, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. I like lesbians. Um, and I mean, you know, in any woman that's interested in dating other women. Um, it, and on, honestly, I mean, I can't really speak from a non-binary perspective, but I'd be really interested to think what, if we have any non-binary listeners that would want to weigh in, you know, how body image kind of plays a part there too. I'd love to know more about what people think about that. But as far as lesbians go, I know a lot of curvy lesbians, a lot. And I, I kind of wonder, you know how like often in in society like because our situation in the world isn't dependent on how males see us and of all the other groups we've talked about that seems to matter how do males see blah 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 we don't care i don't care how a male sees me i'm just showing up and doing my job and i'm coming home to my wife and like so i just kind of wonder if based on the fact that we're talking about lesbians who there's not necessarily a has big of a relationship with how men view us but like i don't care i think sometimes how they view us oh well (laughs) so we're not necessarily involved in those internet habits right Um, but no judgment yeah despite what the uh the the title of certain films may say Mm -hmm. um other than that i just mean you know 
any of the quote unquote societal expectations to maintain a certain body image are complete nonsense and bogus and unhealthy and unfair. But anyway, I just think it's interesting. Well, I think you have the fact that women, women's body types are obviously very different from men. And if you're dating a woman, you understand that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, stress makes our body usually gain weight and, you know, all those things and different types of medication affect us differently. And mm-hmm. also when you're in a happy relationship, doesn't matter with whomever, you tend to gain weight. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is just because you're happy, you're eating at home, maybe you're not exercising as much, you're watching, you know, you're cuddling, you're going out to eat a lot, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, um, you know, that's a good thing. And if, I think a lot of lesbians are happy because, you know, a relationship with a woman is pretty great. I'm a fan. A lot of emotions are talked about, so you tend to have a, maybe a healthier relationship. Mm. And then as your body changes with age, you understand, yeah, my body's going through stuff and so is yours. Yeah. So I think you're you're naturally appreciating how your body changes and you recognize that. And also the fact that, you know, I think women in general appreciate full-figuredness in general. Like they like curviness. You don't want to necessarily date someone who's super, super thin to an unhealthy level. You want them to eat. You want them to be healthy. You know, food is fuel. Mm-hmm. So I just think in general, women are a little bit more forgiving of a few extra pounds because we understand how you got there or the fact that they're just beautiful the way you are. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that certain, like you have to be super thin. Like I know like the L word has gotten yeah. a lot of criticism for having super thin women. Yes. Um, you know, cause that's what I saw growing up as a teenager and I thought, yeah. well, I'm never going to be that yeah, size. I, I, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, even as someone who was super thin, like as a teenager, and then got heavier later in life, like, I still had guys judge my... I weighed, like, 100, 110, 105 in high school. Like, um, and I was still judged when I was thin. And then... It's never good enough. It's never good enough. Because it's an unrealistic expectation. Um, that, that's how I would word it. Is that lesbians toward a body type don't have... Or women dating in general, whether yeah. they're dating men or non-binary people or other women, don't have necessarily have expectations toward a body type. They really want to go toward the person. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with being cultured through the world, receiving a male gaze, and not wanting to ever put that on someone else. Is is kind of kind of how I feel about it. Um, I don't know. I mean, every lesbian I've dated has, like you know, had the same kind of feel as far as um, not being sucked into those unrealistic expectations and, and feeling that, that, you know, whoever you're dating's body needs to look a very specific way. But Your body only needs to look how you want it to look. Like, period. Yeah. Be healthy, be happy, take mm-hmm. care of you. And be with someone who recognizes that. Yeah. You want to talk about Lucas and the gas station... Makeout sessions. Oh, yeah. I think it was interesting because you think, you know, he, he describes me as closeted and, you know, no one really thinks he's gay. He's this golden boy. Mm-hmm. I think that happens a lot in in conservative towns. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like, you can't stereotype someone. And Waylon even says, like, I can't really hide because I'm more effeminate. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought I thought that was really interesting, and it reminded me a lot of you know kind of the discussions we've had because I'm more of a masculine of center person, and you're less so, and you've talked about how hurtful it is when people say things to you like, well, you don't look gay. Um, whereas I quote unquote read gay from across the room. And I thought it was kind of really interesting to also see that, but to see that from the gay male perspective. And I, and I think it's so accurate. Like I know it, I, I'm guilty in my, in my personal life of talking about, Oh yeah, I look so gay, blah, blah, blah. But I've been thinking about that a lot lately about how I'm also contributing to that stereotype which harms others. Well, to be fair, there was a certain time where you needed to kind of have a way to tell if someone was gay. Yeah. If you didn't necessarily meet at a gay bar because that was kind of how people met. Yeah. You know, for a long time. Um, so that you could kind of make eyes at each other and, you know, go walk off into the sunset and be together forever. But that kind of... You know, Is that how that works? Well, something like you that. You just it's go, a- eyes, 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 and then there you go, done. Well, I mean, you just, you know, that's why women sometimes had shorter hair and they just dressed a slightly more masculine and that kind of thing because the, the whole idea and the stereotype of looking gay was so that you didn't get beat up when you hit on someone. Mm. I really think, you know, that's where that comes from. And now it's kind of become derogatory because people don't want to be labeled and put in a box because people shouldn't label you and put you in a box. That's not fair. So when we look at people who are stereotypically queer and you can tell, it doesn't need to be a bad thing. But it can feel like that too. So it's kind of this like double-edged sword. Like it shouldn't be bad, but we do kind of look at it as a negative thing. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm really excited about how gay I look. But I also know that even if somebody quote unquote doesn't look gay and they are, that's still great. You know, I mean, like I'm just whoever you are, I'm happy for you. But I, I don't know. I just, I think about that a lot because I know that you've mentioned it's been hurtful to you in the past. So So you're just worried about perpetuating that. Yeah. For, for you or for anybody else, you know, because that, that does feel like erasure and you know, that hurts. Um, you know, not to mention, like, especially uh, folks that are, like, high femme lesbians or bisexual women that, quote-unquote, read straight. That's not fair to just, you know, because our bi friends, you know, they deal with a lot of erasure anyway. So, you know, kind of, I don't know. I just think it might be nice to see if we can kind of shift a lot of that language over time. You know what I mean? Um, Be a little more inclusive of everybody under the umbrella. And we'll be right back. And we're back. I wanted to talk about when his sister was in trouble for wearing a skirt that didn't line up with her fingertips or something. And he ends up wearing a skirt to school to protest that. Oh, yeah. And, um... Kind of talks about, you know, they're just surviving high school for a better life after. And -hmm. I think that is, that comment at that time is true for so many people. That whether they they can't be who they are, even with friends, or certainly Mm -hmm. not to parents. Mm -hmm. But the sense of like, you have a need and a want and a very strong desire to come out and be, even if you're not dating anyone. 
Mm-hmm. Like I would never come, I never wanted, I never did, but I never wanted to come out just because I was dating someone. So I mm-hmm. totally got the whole Lucas thing. Yeah. And he even says later, Waylon says to Lucas when he says he's, he thinks he's ready. He was like, you come out for yourself. You yeah. shouldn't have needed to come out for me. You come out for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And so like when people think about coming out to their parents, I always thought like I didn't want to come out because I didn't know what would have happened. If I yeah. got kicked out or there's just totally like years of turmoil or all this stuff, you know. So I was like, I got to start high school. I got to get to college and then I'll figure stuff out from there. Yeah. And even then I was kind of in like denial and all that stuff. And then I finally like let myself be who I want. I was and who I wanted to be. Yeah. Because we want to be ourselves. We want to yes. be who we are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, trying to pretend to be somebody else is a real bummer. It's so tiring. It's and exhausting. I, like how you you literally wouldn't have energy for anything else. Yeah, I, I know. I think that's I didn't. why I have so many like. Well, the few wrinkles I have, I think that's what they're from. <laughs> um, I did want to bring up their gram. Yeah. Oh, she's pretty. Oh great. my gosh, I love that she is leading her best life, and it somehow often involves bail. I want to be that wild when I am an old woman. I just like, cause like, yeah, who cares? You're retired. If you have to, you know, spend a night in jail for a wild, you know, wild story that you can tell later. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, the like uh, cots under the beds can't be comfortable. No. It's not a good night's sleep. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. But it's, it, I mean, it makes for a good story. It's trying to make bail before you know before, so make the before arrange it ahead of time mm-hmm. just have some you don't bail the night. money ready have right. a bail bondsman on speed dial cash in the what? freezer cash no in the not freezer. speed dial you couldn't because you're a jail mm. oh wait no they don't do pay phones anymore they just how do you know how do you know that oh boy uh, I am um, Everybody's got a black sheep in the family. That's okay? true. No, I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, so about Gran. Yeah. So I just, I loved how wild she was and that she's just unapologetically her. And I love to, this is skipping ahead, but I love to that she was just like all about making sure that Waylon had the, like the perfect tucks and got it all um uh what do you call it where you get it tailored and everything for it yeah and um it just she just really was so precious and such a a force you know there there are some very special people out there that are just like this force of nature and it just felt like uh their grand was was one of those Uh, i really uh, I really wish we could have met her. Like, like add her to the list of relatives we're going to have. Like, that we're just adding... We're building our own chosen family, really, here. Fictional chosen family. Fictional chosen family. We add whoever we want to it. We don't have to even out the numbers of, of moms or dads or aunts or uncles or nibblings or, you know, whatever, right? Like, just add whoever we think is worthy. Put them on the pile. So, okay, I'm trying to remember um, when this was said, and I can't remember for the life of me, but it was a line that cracked me up so hard 
that I had to write it down. So Waylon's talking to somebody or he overhears something and he goes, we're all searching, Rudy. And I, I died. Uh, Ruby, Ruby, sorry. I said Rudy. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I think it was with the Fruits of the Mall and how they were searching for the something in life and yes. what they wanted and yes. who they were yes. supposed to be and their destiny. And they're like, we're all searching for who we're supposed to be, our authentic self. Yes. Yeah, that's Ow, I, I died. Think. And I if died. I'm misquoting, I'm sorry, but. Well, hey, we, we don't have the book right in front of us. We don't have the perfect memory. I No, I certainly don't. I forget a great deal of things. But that, that was a good line. It was good. I, I, I died. Um, okay. So this is, this is tough stuff we're about to say. When we find out Clem applied to go to school in Georgia. Yeah, that's a, that's a twin betrayal. Yeah. That was rough. And the fact that she, the, we, then we find out she told everyone most of the people close to her i don't think the friends knew maybe maybe not no she told hannah well the hannah's not a friend i know but she told what other friend i yeah i don't know if she told any other friends but anyway everybody family hannah like everybody knew except for waylon and he just felt so betrayed that was rough do you think that the student in the gay club or queer club um, made that mistake when he posted it to Facebook. I mean, who accident? I mean, first of all, kids these days they don't mispost mm-hmm. often. That instead of posting oh, it in the group, Waylon's video. Yeah, instead his... of posting it in the group, he posted it on his Facebook. Like that looks totally different. Like, do you? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's doing it from his phone, probably. But do you? What do you I... think on that? Okay, so apparently I missed part. Or I missed something when I was reading. Because I thought he posted it because he was like, wow, this is great. Check out my friend. No, I think Hannah saw it. And she sent it. So Clem shared it with Hannah. And then he meant to share it with the queer group. Yes. But instead he accidentally posted it to his Facebook. So it blew up and everybody got it and shared it. Okay, so I, I somehow I missed that part. I thought he was just saying, hey, check out my friend. He's really awesome. And then it got out of hand. He was like, oh, sorry, I got to take it down. I didn't realize he was saying it was an accident. Yeah, he was saying that he meant to post it just to that group. Mm. And he ended up posting it to his Facebook wall. Oh, I got you. Instead of like a private group. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like the way that things get posted, that that's... Because, I mean, I've, I've accidentally interacted with a page. Mm-hmm. Click as like the page or something. instead yeah. of as me mm-hmm. or something like that but that that's very different than like if you're gonna post something you're either posting it in that group or you're not and even if you're tired like don't be posting at 3am stuff that could be sensitive yeah like, I he didn't know. want to get out I, I, I've also been the person who's just been blatantly unaware of things and gone oh gosh how did I even do that I do love the fact that the video sounded amazing oh gosh yes so he shouldn't have been ashamed but also if you're not ready to share that part of you yes yeah it, that the, is a big deal it sounded like he just was I mean a hundred percent I hate this phrase and I cannot believe I'm going to utter it balls to the wall he was like, I am pumpkin. Like, here it is. 
this is it. And uh, I loved... Pumpkin then, Patch. Yeah, Pumpkin Patch. Um, Such I, a great drag name, too. It is a great drag name. And based on realistic a realistic nickname. Oh, absolutely. What's that, What's that, uh, the... Not game. I guess it's a game. The, how you pick your drag name. Oh, it's like the... Your first pet. Okay. And then then your first pet and then the street you grew up on. So Ooh. mine would be Baby Vicksburg. I always thought that was great. I was <laughs> that like, is fantastic. I feel like Baby Vicksburg would wear a lot of emerald. Okay, I could see it's it. A, it's I a good see color. It. So do you want to hear mine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mittens Barkley. That's that's not as sexy as no. Baby Vicksburg. Oh, no. I'm I Yeah, yours is fantastic. What about like the second pet? What if we like broke the rule? Oh, um, Inky Barkley. So we have a lot of work to do with yours. Okay. Yes. Um, do you want me to keep going with pets? No, I think I'm good. Maybe <laughs> reevaluate what you named your pet. <laughs> well, and it's not like I can give you a better street because then um, once we stopped living there, we lived on like Northwest Fifth Avenue. Like that's a that's pretty bad. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you put in front of that. That's awful. Mm-mm. So apparently, I'm not destined to do drag. No. Okay. Well, at least I know that ship has sailed. <laughs> I don't have to wait at the shore. Absolutely. <laughs> I um I love to. The next morning, when he wakes up, like With all the makeup still oh on. Gosh, there's just <laughs> and there's like makeup smeared all over his pillowcase and. Well, <laughs> it's pretty priceless. It was Everybody's going to learn that lesson. Yeah, you got to scrub it off the night before or wake up with raccoon eyes and everything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And what was it like? Clem came in and was like sitting on his bed talking to him. Oh, boy. That was so good. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um, And I really love that line. It's not like we're different people, but like we are turning the volume up on ourselves. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I was like, yes. Oh, that was good. That is a great, a great analogy. Absolutely. Well, is, is that when he's at karaoke at the house party? No, that was before. Okay, but that I do love before. that the death drop and he breaks the glass. <laughs> I related to that so hard. <laughs> You've never done a death drop. No, I don't believe it. But accidentally breaking things? Oh, yeah, but this is like in I've the... I've broken a couple beds just by sitting on them. I was like, whoa, we're going to go there. <laughs> I broke my parents' bed when I was pregnant. I went to sit on it. I had like food poisoning and broke their bed. I was Yeah, but he, bro- he breaks the coffee table. He's like in the zone singing karaoke. Like that, that's a justifiable broken piece of furniture. Okay, so I've never broken furniture that way. Have you ever done the death drop? No. I've seen videos on how to do it. I just was like, am I going to like kill my knee on this? Because yes. I already have knee pain. I feel like Yes. It hasn't been worth it for me. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been worth it for me to try. But I admire people who can do it. Very do much. it on a trampoline. Mm. So now we need a trampoline. I don't know. We'll no? see. Maybe. I just I just see this, like, I could see this book so clearly as a video. Oh, yeah. As like a movie. And I I'm really watch wanted it. it. Well, because the first book of the series, Dumplin', was made into a... Uh, Netflix movie so I'm kind of oh. wondering if they would continue on this series because like they're, they're also great I would especially really like to see this one oh yeah be great <laughs> when he's talking You're about um, the Tucker kiss and he was hoping to ask him to prom 
Mm-hmm. Remember, because he was kind of going back and forth before mm-hmm. he found out that Tucker was going with his ex. Yeah. And he like resolve. He's resolved to ask him out. And he and he says, "Cause I'm too good to keep secret." Yes. Oh, I loved that. I, I love like, yes, that line because you, you see this like he's a great kid. Yeah. Just all the way around, mm-hmm. and, but you see him grow mm-hmm. into this confident, incredible, just supernova version of himself. Oh, absolutely. It's just wonderful to see somebody turn up the volume on themselves, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about something that made me upset. Um, we broke our podcast rules, and I did bring it up to you before the the recording. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know that I... I do our oil changes myself. Yes. Yeah. So I am familiar with the process of oil changes. And um, I was very upset by the unrealistic oil change representation in this book. I'll just, I'll say that. Okay. That it just seemed too easy? No, not so much that. So... She goes to the effort of stating that, um, mentioning oil filters initially, and then has Waylon ask it, uh, ask Tucker, oh, how'd you get all this oil, blah, blah, blah. And Tucker is like, oh, I got all the different types of oil. And it was like, that's a lot, but I could believe it. It's a small town. It's a small town. Um, his father does have a a mechanic shop i can i can see it's a whole lot of oil whole lot of oil but i could i could believe it i can put myself there um but it was then when she had she writes out um tucker describing to waylon how to do an oil change and makes then no mention of changing the oil filter it's just simply a drain refill done and I was like, no, 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 no. All those teachers' cars are going to have problems. <laughs> what is happening? Maybe that's the true, you know, like, oh. Only Uh-oh. Do the, only uh, <laughs> do the good teachers' cars the correct way. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I jest. But it's simplistic. I was, the oil change is not the point. The point was their project. I know. I was just upset. Good catch. <laughs> so, um... I, I, I did want to say this, too, as far as adding to our fictional family that we're creating. I, I, I'm i making a case for adding uh, Waylon and Clem's dad. I think he just... Just the dad? I mean, their mom was great, too. I just really liked their dad. I liked... Um, I liked how he really showed up for them, you know? Um, I also... Uh, Is it because of the mom and the suit issue? she was like, just wear this. <laughs> yeah. That didn't win bonus points with me. Um, I, I, I loved kind of the, uh, uh, the little moments. They just kind of had some really touching moments. When he with... brought them tacos. You can bring me tacos anytime. <laughs> Is that how you get in the Hall of Fame? You just bring tacos? Pretty much. Okay. Well, I mean, I can make that. Ha- I brought you tacos. I don't recall. Well, I guess I'll have to do it again. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> um, 
I uh, I really so we're talking about Tucker and Waylon and that like whole flirty because it was so subtle mm-hmm. and then you start to wonder and I I kind of thought well he could be bi or gay and be one of those that flies under the radar and mm-hmm. I just I was really hurt with the whole he was taking his ex to prom mm. and that he didn't tell them until prom night yeah and then, that like, was. That wasn't cool. That wasn't cool. But then he, like, shows up later to see him win, and that was sweet. But I just thought, like, you should have just communicated. You should I mean, that wouldn't have brought up all the drama, but... Just talk about just it. Just talk about it. I loved when Tucker told Waylon to turn his volume up to 10 and go full Waylon on the town. I was like, yes, do that. Yes, that's great advice. <laughs> I loved it. I really enjoyed it, yeah. I also liked... Um, that he punches Patrick Thomas over the hateful things that he's writing on the We Are wall. Oh, I loved the We Are oh wall. Boy. I think every, every I loved every that concept. Workplace, every yes. community do self community centers. I don't every know. library. Everybody needs that. It everybody. Could just, it could be small. It could be by the above the coffee maker, like mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I mean, even like envisioned it being like chalkboard paint yes that's exactly what i was thinking too and i loved how everybody banded together and everybody was like no i did it i did it i did it i did it i did like everybody that was amazing yeah because you you can't you You can't get rid of everybody you can't put all of them and you know like suspend everybody you know i do want to talk about the fact that they go that he go ends up going dateless to prom yes who did you go to prom with we don't ever condone punching people. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We yeah, we can solve our problems differently. Was it Hannah that punched him? Or Clem? I don't know, because they are like, it was me, it was me, it was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the point. You remember it was exactly. like one person, but a collective like acceptance of it needed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we took, we took, uh, it's a community effort. We're mm-hmm. taking care of it. Yeah, I get that. Talking about going to prom. Talking about Dateless. how... Who'd yeah. you go to prom with? Well, my... <laughs> Would you like me to bring the party down? <laughs> I went with uh, the, the high school boyfriend I had. He wasn't a great person. No, he was a terrible person. I went with friends both years. Junior, senior prom. See, I wish I'd done that. When I was... It was so much fun. You always had like a little circle of girls to dance with. Yeah. And I mean, that's... I, I ended up spending a lot of my time doing that. Um... Largely because, A, that's more fun, and who doesn't want to dance with women? But also because the terrible person that I dated in high school didn't know how to dance and was deeply uncomfortable trying. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So he just did a lot of standing over there. And that was about it. So he was a real fun time. Real fun time. Were you surprised that they won at their conservative I was. I was so excited. I was like, I know they're not going to win because that would be too perfect and wonderful and justified. But then it happened. And I was like, yes. Oh, it was great. I, I kind of thought one of them would win. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, well, the town is progressing. Yeah, yeah. But- no, we just fully were like, this is our America. <laughs> like, the future is queer. I loved it. I loved it. I really think it shows that the younger generation is a lot more accepting. And I think that's why you have the characters in here that are coming to terms with who they are. Like, you have Tucker and you have Lucas and mm-hmm. that kind of thing of, like, coming to really accept who they are and, mm-hmm. and not feel like they can 
either hide or or not be noticed if they're not trying to hide you know that kind of thing yeah yeah um i uh just bring in another downer uh when you have that moment where waylon is is hanging out with tucker and tucker's dad you start to kind of see that relationship between tucker and his father that was rough and um it really gives you this perspective on you know we were talking previously about intersectionality and kind of our identities and and our experiences and how those things kind of inform how we approach dreams and futures and and whatnot and I, i definitely think that um tucker has some additional challenges in his life uh because of his father's choices and while we certainly especially as queer people but just people in the world we don't owe our future to anybody else we owe it to us we don't have to live our lives just to please someone else that's not okay and it it's it's not healthy uh so my heart really broke for tucker because you know as we kind of get to know him and and he talks a lot about well you know my future's stuck here like i have to take care of the shop i have to take care of my dad my i have family to... legacy mm-hmm. and you get the feeling that that's not necessarily what Tucker wants, Mm-mm. but it's what he feels he's obligated to do. And um, then when you kind of see you see him trying to take care of his father and his father just not uh, not towing the load, towing the line, pulling the load. I don't know. Pulling the share. Yeah, his his father's not showing up for him in the right way, and. Um, He's not being a dad and it just, it kind of, it gave you, as a reader, it gave you a lot more perspective to kind of understand where Tucker's coming from on some of these things. Um, And uh, I think it really helped inform why maybe he's not the most open communicator. Maybe he... Kind of walks away from conflict. He walks away from a conflict. Because he has enough of it at home. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's all he faces. It's constantly managing his father and trying to to take care of things and that one time where you you see that he's he's got basically two jobs he's got to wake up and take care of his father's business which he doesn't get paid for which he doesn't get paid for but it's what's going to pay the bills and then he has to turn around and go work for Waylon's father um i just that was i i know that there are you know folks out there that that was their experience in school and I'm very fortunate that that wasn't mine Um, but I I can't imagine that on top of everything else that is stress in high school having to do all that um, that's too much to put on a kid's plate I feel like like Tucker kind of made amends by going to this the prom sponsor coordinator person Mm mm-hmm and getting the we are wall approved. Oh yeah, and getting the, the fact that he yeah. he did all that extra. I was just and like, even marked the wall like this one. Yeah, it's this one. Do that one. I just thought that was kind of his his gesture. And things happen, and they 
They make amends. They do make amends. They do make amends. <laughs> I did. So I, I loved the ending. I loved one of the last lines when he sings, I will survive at the drag beginner night. Yes. And it might even be the last line, I think. It says, dreams and hopes and wishes can come true anywhere, even here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, that's, yeah, that is the book. That's the whole point of the book. Like, that can happen for anyone, especially, you know, an overtly queer kid in yeah. West Texas. Yeah. Okay, so I loved how in the book, um, the author kind of played with this common theme throughout uh, where she kind of played off how society views us and how that plays into our sense of self and our identity. Um, and I loved how she kind of used all these very different characters to explore that and how each one of them made different choices and expressed different views and feelings on, on kind of how their different identities, um, you know, really were affected and influenced by how the, society viewed them. Because he had the gay friend who lost a bunch of weight and kind of always yeah, made him yeah. feel bad by how he used to talk about his former self. Yeah, and I, I really I really enjoyed that how at first, as you're seeing this predominantly through Waylon's eyes, because you don't yet know... What was that character's name again? I don't remember. I know he didn't neither. like him. I wanted to call him Kevin, but that's not right. Um, <laughs> uh, but I loved how Waylon at first was like, gosh, I, I don't like him because, you know, he, he lost a bunch of weight and, you know, he makes me feel bad about myself because he's, you know, like better than me now. And then towards the end of the story you get his take yeah you do get it and um i just i really appreciated you know again that we're seeing it from these different perspectives how these societal influences affect people differently depending on their experiences yeah yeah that's so true i was disappointed that the fiercest of them all competition in his video didn't come back around like I know we had the amateur drag night mm-hmm. but I was disappointed that they didn't reach out or tweet it or post it or whatever yeah. or invite him on or or do a special like amateur night I was just disappointed and well, that was maybe, like the, that was like the impetus for yeah. a lot of what happens in this book yeah well I mean maybe we'll get a sequel I maybe don't know. it's the third in a series I don't know but you can do anything you <laughs> I will always... say I will say this though can you do a sequel for a third book that's in a series I don't do what you want a I mean, 3.2 if anyone could do it Julie Julie Murphy could do it no she yeah she, she could do it, it. She, yeah. yeah uh with quips yep <laughs> um but I was so I gave it four and a half rainbows because oh, I jump would, into rainbows. I was just disappointed that I didn't see it come back full circle. Even though we did, like I said, we okay, had the I'm amateur drag I'm night. I'm gonna argue with you, and okay. I'm going to say I think it made a lot of sense to have that as kind of a a separate entity that they love, that they enjoy, that they aspire to. You know the the different characters and how they relate to that series, but they aren't necessarily on it because I felt like that is, is something we can all relate to that, you know, there are celebrities out there or there are, um, you know, different folks that you're like, wow, I, I really, I aspire to, to do this, but that doesn't mean that you necessarily have to meet them or be them or, um, 
compete against them or something, Mm -hmm. um, you can still be great in and of yourself. You don't have to necessarily have gone on the show to be successful. You are successful because you have grown as a person and you have become more independent and competent and embraced fully who you are and now can, can fully, you know, step out into your future. And that's success. You don't have to be on a show to be successful. That's my argument. So you're giving it five, five rainbows. Five rainbows. Okay. So mm-hmm. we're just five rainbows. All just five rainbows. I I'm thinking about it now. Like it, maybe it does make sense because you know they go there for that first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's never been there. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it does make sense that it comes back to drag at the end at that place. Yeah. So maybe maybe I'll amend it to, to five rainbows. You're gonna amend. I it? mean, I love this book so much. I just, like I said, it's a great July, like, beach read for the July. Like, any, you know, it's just a good, it's a lighthearted, and yeah, stuff happens, and yeah. It's a bop. <laughs> it's like, there's some serious issues, you know, with Tucker's dad, and mm-hmm. like, feeling closeted with Lucas. Like, there's mm-hmm. some serious issues in this book. Mm-hmm. I just think the humor in it brings all of that up. Yeah. So that you, you don't feel beaten down as you read it. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's not a fluff book at all. Yeah. It's it's got some serious issues in it. Um, not with it. Serious issues that are brought up mm-hmm. and dealt with in a great way. But I think the humor in it gets you through it and the characters being there, most of them supporting each other throughout the whole thing, it's just mm-hmm. phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, I guess this oh, is... Oh, oh. What? No, no. We, did, we forgot to, at the beginning encourage our listeners how much we want to hear from them we want we want to hear from you what did you think of the book did you disagree with our review um did we miss a key part that was so good i can't believe you didn't talk about it hit us up facebook.com slash all queer here pod we're at twitter and instagram at all queer here pod and of course our new website allqueerherepod.com. You can email us anytime at allqueerherepod at gmail.com. Seriously, we want to hear from you because we know all of you are fabulous and we cannot wait to hear how fabulous you are. That's right. And until next time, we're all queer here. Absolutely. Absolutely.